the comic book pit. Okay. <laughs> Pandemic engines to full. That's <laughs> 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 All right. On. All right. Welcome back to the Comic Book Pit podcast. This is episode 351. I'm Dan, and uh, with me in spirit, if not in person, we've got Scott. What's up, people? And Sean. Hey. We are all practicing very, very safe social distancing. We're several miles away from each other at this point. It always, and I always think back to when we first started the show, and I wanted to do like a, a radio broadcast, you know, deep, deep within the layer under Pittsburgh, you know, <laughs> comic book pit, That's you know, right. and just do like this. You know, old radio kind of styled, you know, War of the Worlds mm-hmm. intro. And I feel like now it's almost legitimate, you know. Yeah. Like deep, deep in our own, you know, living rooms. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's almost. Included from society. It's almost too, too real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we're back. This is, uh, we're, we're content- continuing our pandemic coverage. Uh, <laughs> not really. We're just all we're all living, loving, surviving, thriving. Hey, just because the you know just because the world shut down doesn't mean we stop loving comics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so hey, and before we uh, before we get into things, actually, I got a little bit of housekeeping to do because I wanted to, uh, you know, we've we've been doing some, we started some. Uh, some fundraising for the show recently. Oh and yeah! I wanted to give uh, some shout outs to um, some people that have made some recent donations and just give a word of thanks. So um, thank you to a uh, friend and listener of the show, Dave Williams for his uh, uh, Kofi donation. And also to Paul McGinty for his, his Kofi oh, nice. donation. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, uh, Paul is uh, one of the three hosts of the McSauce podcast. Uh, good friends of ours, friends of the show. Uh, love those guys. They uh, they make me laugh on a weekly basis. So definitely uh, check out their show. I think you can just go to McSauce.com. That's M-C-S-O-S-S. Yeah. Um, I, I understand they have a... Star Wars episode that they did recently. Yes, I need to. I need to hear. So yes, it's it's uh it's equally it's I would say it's equally uh, entertaining and upsetting. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> just because not I shouldn't say upsetting, but but uh you know uh, just the the opinions are 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 fast and furious and very pointed. So the as, not as are a, real. Yeah. yeah <laughs> as a as a 
as a lifelong, you know, hardcore fan, just, you know, t- just. Oh, take, my. Take caution. I, 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 I may be on the dark side anyway, so, you know, we'll <laughs> see. I'm more interested. I'm interested to see how much we match up at this point. So, yeah. You know, I, I, I will always love Star Wars, but there's things not to love about it nowadays. So. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Um, and those guys, uh, again, thanks to their for their donations. Um, we have a um, a uh, I, I and I did find out it is pronounced Kofi, not coffee, because uh, I I was wondering about that for a long time. But it's a but Kofi is a just a, a donation platform that you know you can um, you can uh, support you know you can support us. Um, you can give any amount if you just go to. Uh, ko-fi.com slash comic book pit you can uh you know you can give us a donation you know help the show keep going um you know it's uh it, the show is not not super expensive to to produce but it also isn't free so you know any 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 little bit helps and um also we started a uh, t-shirt store Oh yeah. Because why not? Because it's been, I think we tried selling t-shirts like years and years and years ago. And, and that was, I don't know. Didn't really, didn't really work out. <laughs> we we made some cool shirts though. We did. Yeah. We, we, we definitely, yeah. And, and, and maybe like we'll bring back some of those old school designs. Um, but for right now we just have the, the uh, comic book pit, Classic logo designed by our very own Scott Headland. Uh, yeah. yeah. Total hack. No. <laughs> and uh, and we did sell uh, we did sell a couple of shirts, so thank you to uh, oh, cool. to the uh, to our supporters, you know, buying our gear. We really appreciate it. Um, you got that on Spreadshirt, right? Yes. Yeah. It's uh, spreadshirt.com backslash comic hyphen book hyphen pit. Um, so you can, you know, you can check out, you know, uh, the, the various things you can get there. Actually, it's funny, like the things I actually want to buy for myself are out of stock for some reason. (laughs) Like I want to get a I want to get a coffee mug with, with the CBP logo on it. And I want to get a baseball cap with the CBP logo on it. But (laughs) the, the products I guess are, you know, I, you know, I guess it's the time we live in where certain things are not made available uh, I, I was gonna what I wanted to say about the um, spreadshirt, you know, and, and for the listeners too. But if you were to buy one of our shirts, you, you also have the option to customize them to some degree. So you can actually put, like, I was thinking, like, for us, we could all put our names on the backs, you know, make, you know, so like we're we're at a con and we have comic book pit on the front. You could put, you know, mm-hmm. you could put Headland on the back, you know, or the Duke or whatever, <laughs> and. You know, just like kind of how you guys have it with New Dimension. You know, you guys all have the hockey uh, hockey shirts. Yeah, that's right. But it's a nice feature. It's like a, I don't I don't know what the upcharge is, but it's not much. But if you want to type up your own name and throw it on the shirt when you order it, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. So you can put on there the comic book pit socks and wear <laughs> it. On, you know. <laughs> yes, but please don't. <laughs> no, no I, I think about there was a guy. I forget who that that guy was back in the eighties that basically had a shirt that said Marvel. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. His name F off or I think it was like Marvel Fisher. like sucks dick or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? Hart Art Fisher. That's right. Yeah. He ran uh, Boneyard Press. Boneyard, yes. I only know yeah. because um uh my friend Aaron he used to work That's for him, right. and I remember a lot of his books used to have them. I think it was like a poster you can buy or a T-shirt, probably a T-shirt. Yep. And I was like, "What?" Wasn't yeah. like I I feel like I and maybe I dream this or maybe I'm just completely wrong, but like the opening scene of Chasing Amy where they're at the Comic Con, I feel like there's a guy walking around with a shirt that says that. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. But it's been that, too long since I've seen that. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. That is about the time time frame for that. Yeah, that would have been that would have been like the mid nineties, I guess, early to mid nineties. Well, speaking of, if we're gonna, are we just gonna go freestyle here? Are you done with the house cleaning? Yes, housekeeping. housekeeping. Yes, my my, my my chores are done. I just want to cleaning. My cleaning. <laughs> yes, right. But just to just to reiterate, you can donate to the show on. Uh, Kofi.com backslash comic book pit, or you can visit our uh, t-shirt store through Spreadshirt, and both of those links will be in the show notes. So go ahead, Scott. Anyway, speaking of things that we have watched recently, I I did watch um, the, now I can't think of it, Jay and Silent Bob, the new Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, okay. I noticed Um, that that's on Amazon Prime, so I wanted to check it out. You know what? It's it's a, it it is amusing and and uh, entertaining, but he does. I will just say, as far as the review goes, he he relies a lot on old jokes in it. But that said, there's still a very you know, it's Kevin Smith now. You know, he's an emotional guy, and there's you know definitely pulls at the heartstrings at some points, and you know he's good at um, you know kind of showing where people are at now, you know, like where like Jay, Jay, who was 20 in clerks, you know, and is now 40 something in, in the present and how he's, you know, an adult, you know, he's still trying to be a kid, but he's an adult, you know, and, it's, yeah. and like there's good themes in the, in the movie for sure to, to check out. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest criticism is their kind of reliance on old jokes. Um, but there's some good new ones too. And um, one of the things that I thought was funny was um, they go back to the old comic shop in the mall and oh, yeah. the mall, the mall's dead. You know, like it's, <laughs> there's no stores and he's, and basically I think it was Brody. I think that runs the shop or the other guy. Mm-hmm. It's Jason Lee, but he's, he's like, I, I'm not going to leave. The rent's so cheap. You know? And I was just like, that's, that's so true. <laughs> you know, like yeah, of comic shops in general, you know, and uh you know, it's yeah, it's like yeah, why would I leave, you know, like when the rent's is good, you know. And yeah, it's just a different view. It's a different view of um, you know, like uh how mall rats was a thriving community back then. It was the mall and now nobody goes there. And right. it was like that was a neat point out. I'm kind of wondering yeah. that's what he's going to address in his next movie because I know he's I think he's uh, Kevin Smith has been trying to do like uh, another Mallrats. Yeah, I was just about to say oh, I thought wow. he was I thought he was working on a sequel. Yeah, possibly. 
that would that would be interesting because yeah, it's a it it is a hard you know sales model to keep open you know nowadays it seems yeah so uh, <laughs> and, you know never mind the you know the pandemic yeah, but it's you know we're, when you watch malls shrinking around the area and you know other ones trying to shore up you know and look like they're busy when they actually just have you know murals painted across doorways you know and stuff like that <laughs> yeah, so. yeah it, it is it's definitely a, a different uh yeah, the 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 era of the mall is definitely definitely gone. Different, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, kind of going back to the era of the mall, the uh, late. Well, for me, well, for this, uh, what I've been something I've been watching recently, I've been I, I've been like hitting the, the nostalgia hard recently. I don't know if that's just because of what everything that's going on, and I'm just like in this weird headspace and like everything I've been watching and reading has been like mostly old stuff or like eighties, like eighties, nineties. Um, this goes back even a little further, uh, 1979, 1980, the, uh, Buck Rogers in the 25th century TV show. Nice. Awesome. The old Gil Gerard. Yeah. Gray. Um, campy cheesy 70s disco fueled buck rogers tv show only went 32 or 33 episodes but oh oh my (laughs) god is it glorious it is so much fun because it's just terrible but it's like but it's not it's not meant to be like when you watch it like you can't compare it to like the hard sci-fi that we have now like you know, the expanse or like, like Battlestar Galactica or Firefly, like all the good solid sci-fi that we have been like watching and relying on for the past 10, 20 years. Like forget all that crap. This stuff, this is where it's at. Buck Rogers, 1979, 1980 satin, like jumpsuits and disco music. And I mean, just terrible choreographed fight scenes. Um, it's just so much fun. It, it really is. It's it's like you you just can't you can't take it seriously. And 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 I don't. I mean, it's just it's it's like just pure joy. It's it's just a fun show to watch. Like if you don't, I mean, yeah. Like every so often, something will happen and it'll it'll make me laugh. Like oh my god, that's crazy. That's so like that's that's really bad um but i don't know like scott you you probably watched it sean i don't know that that i don't know if if that was too if that was before your time um technically yes it was before my time but i did watch it like i have watched i actually have like the the dvd set downstairs oh okay nice uh and like i watched the the entire first season and some of the second, but I couldn't make it through the second season. <laughs> like I, I watched the one with Hawk and I was like, okay, these are good. But it was just like the first season was just so like really good. Like it's like that good cheeseburger, you know, it's bad. Yeah. 
or it's like that good for you, but you know you love it anyhow, and you're just right. like, yes, this is all of it. And then they'd like force some broccoli on you, and I'm like, no, <laughs> I like broccoli, but uh, I'm yeah. Yeah, I, I watched it. Yeah, that's why I was saying Vita, Vita, Vita. Yeah, uh, Twicky. Twicky, yeah, Twinky, Twicky with his, uh, and then the, the Professor computer box. Yeah. He, he carried around, he basically was like, uh, yeah. what, Blade with Blade? Or... It was, his, uh, I, I believe you're referring to Dr. Theopolis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But he carried him around like one of those giant watches, you know, like the giant box. And I thought he looked like Flavor Flav yeah. too. And it was just like, yeah, maybe well, that, that's what it was like. They've got it. I I forgot that. Yeah, maybe. Twicky, Twicky basically, yeah, he carried around this little like clock sized robot, and and it, actually a, a lot of the a lot of the th- things in the show that they gloss over, a lot of the sci fi elements are really interesting to me, like the fact that. And they 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 say this in the pilot that the like their society like this is 500 years in Earth's future. Their society is completely governed by artificial intelligence. Oh, like yeah. like, the, like like that little Doctor Theopolis. There is a council of those robots or those like pieces of oh, artificial yeah. intelligence that govern like Earth and. Oh. And um, also, you know that. And 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 again, when I first watched this as a kid, you know, I I wasn't I wasn't aware of like what they wanted Buck to do. I just thought, you know, and, and uh, you know, and, and when you're a kid, you don't watch all these shows in order. You just watch them when they're on. Yeah. So, you know, so I just thought, oh, it's Buck Rogers. He's a he's a you know adventuring space dude, whatever man out of time and he's going to fight the bad guys and whatever. But he actually like, you know, they, at the end of the pilot, they invite him to be part of the earth defense directorate. And he basically says, no, he's like, I don't want to join your, your team or your whatever, but I will help you out if you need it. And the whole reason they wanted him to be a part of the team was because again, in this new in this, you know, futuristic society, like everybody is, everybody's identity is like, like every person is like microchipped and everyone's identity is logged in. Like everyone, like there's no one who is unknown to anyone except Buck because he's, he came, he's a man out of time. They're like, you're basically a blank slate. Nobody knows who you are. You can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you want because you're not you're not microchipped. Like your your identity is you can be whoever you want to be. So they basically use him as like a James Bond type of agent. Uh. Like he's he's you know they they put him on missions wherever he's needed, and he he does everything from like prison like prisoner transfers to like um he goes to like he infiltrates like um uh a gang of mercenaries um he (laughs) he uh he goes on this uh 
like a intergalactic uh, cruise ship to protect uh, like basically like the equivalent of like a, a, a beauty pageant winner. <laughs> all the like all, all the dumb missions you would you would expect like, you know, old crusty chain smoking white guys from the late seventies <laughs> to, to, to come up with, but it's just, it, it's just so it's so much fun. Like I, I, I adore every episode I watch so far. Um, and I've seen like so many cameos, like a young Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, wow. uh, yeah. Jack, Jack Palance, oh, uh, nice. Gary Coleman, um, the president from uh, 24 was there. He's in the what second is- season. Oh, really? See, I, I haven't reached that. Far. I'm still I'm still in season one. Um, I mean, it's, it's not like a spoiler. He's just kind of more like an extra or someone in the background. He has like one yeah. line, but it's so that's oh, so that's, that's face, Dennis. You know wow, Dennis. So that, so that would be Dennis Haysbert. Hmm. Um. But yeah, it's just and it and it's free to watch on the uh, NBC app if anyone's interested. If, if anyone's interested in what what we're t- talking about, um, it's just some some goofy ass, but fun, cheesy ass sci-fi. That's awesome. Yeah. And I every and every like every episode I watch, I always I always watch the intro because I love the intro. Um, I will always yeah. watch. It. That's a good. Yeah. Too. It just gets you pumped just to get yeah. into it. Yeah. And I like I because I, I I love when like they show him frozen and he's like like then spinning. Yeah. And, and then like the different circles are coming out towards you and showing different scenes and I'm like, just get that. It, maybe that was my inspiration for the comic book pit logo because it was the whole idea of the guy falling. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that might be what I was thinking of at the time. I don't remember now, <laughs> but he's. The book is, you know, and he's fallen into the hole. Mm-hmm. I might have been thinking of the video game Mist as well, though, too, because <laughs> it also has a falling guy. But yeah, fall into the audio. That was the whole you know, comic book hit, you know. <laughs> and and also like everyone is like again, this is late seventies, early eighties. Everyone's dressed in like all the women are dressed in like these satin cat suits and. <laughs> Like everyone looks like they stepped they stepped out of like a pulp like a sci-fi pulp novel, <laughs> you know. Either it's quasi. Yeah, it's, either like, like, it's like a Doctor Evil. What do you think of the outfits I designed for you? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Everything's like either metallic or satin and or barely there. Like <laughs> some of the things these people wear, I'm like, oh my god, you're allowed yeah. to wear that? Like a lot of these a lot of these outfits leave nothing to the imagination on television <laughs> for, for men and women. Let me just tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I tell you one thing though. I never, I kind of wish they would at least, I know it would probably series the, the series up, but like the pilot season or the pilot, they introduced like the Morlocks in this busted. City. Yeah. They, they <laughs> did introduce the idea that like, the outskirts of the nice modern cities are all like these, these awful like nuclear wastelands and they, and they never ever go back to it. Like, yeah. It's like that one time. And I was like, yeah, it's, huh. 
I guess it didn't matter that these mutants are out here. Right. Okay. Yeah, and the only reason they 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 go they venture out into the city is because it's it's like right after Buck is you know reanimated and he's trying to acclimate to the future and he decides he needs to find like the old city and he like he he finds like his parents like graves or something like he finds an old cemetery and, and like these mutants start attacking him and yeah so but yeah they they literally like that's that was the most like i don't know realistic or gruesome part of the show so far and they've ne- that was only in the pilot and they've never gone back to it since <laughs> everything else is just like the future is awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> And and everybody, yes. But the future is great. The future is awesome. <laughs> everyone is beautiful, and everyone has feathered hair. <laughs> and so I far, can't, I can't wait. So far, <laughs> I I haven't even finished the first season, but so far I've counted three separate roller disco scenes. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. Yes. So. It's it. Uh, Buck Rogers comes with my highest recommendation. If you want some nice, awesome. if you want some good sci-fi cheese on that sandwich, definitely watch it. Uh, um, another another little trivia for you. Um, I actually had Mikey Wood draw uh, Wilma Deering for me on oh, a sketch sounds, card. I was gonna say that sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. It was Mikey was doing commissions once, and I was like, draw you know Aaron Gray basically with, you know, from Buck Rogers, you know, um, and, uh, it's an awesome card. <laughs> actually, you know, it just, I just remembered, I think the very first Pittsburgh comic-con I ever went to, um, <clears throat> had as guests, Gil Gerard and Aaron gray. And I was really excited because yeah. on, like the old Pittsburgh comic-con used to list every single, attendee or like guests, whether you were like an actual celebrity or a scrub right. like me who put out like a hand folded paper comic. Um, and, and they did it by last name. So, yeah. so it was in the program. It was literally Gil Gerard, Dan Greenwald, Aaron gray. That's so good. <laughs> I was so excited. I, I wish I still had that program. I would like, I would like, I would like cut that out and frame it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I'm right in between Aaron. I might still Gil have Gerard, it. Gil Gerard and Aaron gray. I, thought I have it was... a whole box full of those program guides. So okay. yeah. I, if you know I, what year. I'll... Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to figure that out. I just thought that was the okay. coolest thing ever. So there's a, actually there's a Wikipedia for, for comic con and it might have, and a lot of the guests are listed on it. Oh, okay. All right. So it might help. <laughs> So, um, you guys watching anything else to, to, to kill time or to, uh, uh up on anything comic related. Um, and I think I said this on the last episode that I did. Um, but I did watch Harley Quinn, which, um, was not that good. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to like it more. Um, mm-hmm. but here's my problem is right off the bat, it was called birds of prey and the emancipation of Harley Quinn or something like that some crazy oh, yeah. long title that it was about Harley Quinn. It wasn't about the birds of prey. 
Like that should not be in the title or, or they could have called it Harley Quinn, you know, meets the birds of prey or something, you know, but like second birds of prey second, like they are not, they're not prominent enough in the movie to, to have the title. Mm-hmm. Like it's Harley's movie. Like she narrates it and it's about her helping this girl who turns out to be one of the bat bat girls. In fact, if, if you know your comics and, um, the silent bat girl, she, she just plays a regular girl in this movie, but it's, it's like, Oh, that's her. You know, I heard that, that that's what I think her name's Cassandra Kane. Yes, that's it. So, there was some good stuff in it. Um, Ewan McGregor was the villain, and I don't think he was a good choice as a villain because he's just too likable. Mm. And like his psychotic scenes didn't really come across. Like it, I just didn't buy him as a crazy psycho. Um, so I don't know. And, and, and it tried to do too much. Like it was narrated the way um, Wolf of Wall Street was narrated. And okay. I don't know if that was the right choice either. Like, cause they, they just tried to do, Oh, and it was like Deadpool too. So you mix those two where Deadpool was like, Hey, um, you'll probably wonder why, you know, this car is crashing and I'm here. And he goes, let me go back and tell you. But then he brings you right back up to that point. And then he says, okay, now let's move forward. And then he says, Oh wait, I want to tell you this. And you go back and you move forward. This movie She's just all over the map, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't introduce this character yet." So now you got to hear their backstory, and then it just goes on this other tangent, and all these tangents come together for a scene that wasn't that important. And I was like, "This movie's weird, man. I don't <laughs> like. I wanted it to be better, but uh, there was just some. There was, I think, story problems were the main problem. I mean, I was I was fine with all the um, casting except for you know Ewan I thought was weird um I just saw him in the Pooh you know Winnie the Pooh movie mm. uh Christopher Robin and I I was like wow how can he be uh this villain now it's impossible no you know Obi-Wan <laughs> yeah right so yeah I still haven't seen it that's that's and I and I I know um it's it's got a lot of mixed reviews. I mean, not only um, in you know in general, but even on our own show, uh, okay. it's like you know kind of half and half. Um, yeah, I'm 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 gonna try and watch that pretty soon, and I'd like to watch Joker. I still haven't watched Joker. Um, so uh, see, I, I re- that one I really like, mm-hmm. but I know I, I don't. Some people are hot and cold about it, but I think that's because it. I think people go in with an expectation of what it should be. Yeah. But I think if you look at it as a movie and watching somebody descend into madness, it's a good, it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it almost makes it plausible as far as like you watch it and you're like, this could be the Joker, you know, like this makes sense to me. Um, but, uh, a lot of people just didn't like it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. For because I think they wanted Joker to be something else, and I'm like, no, that's kind of kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of descending into madness, uh, 
another thing that I've been watching recently, um, the uh, they they made the uh, Hasbro made the first like two or three dozen episodes of GI Joe available on YouTube. Oh wow! Free. So I did hear about that. I, I kind of have interest because I didn't really Red watch and Joe when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Red and blue lasers. <laughs> but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> it's again, it's you know, it's fun. It's completely batshit crazy. Um, when you watch something like this, so uh, you know, I, I watched the first miniseries. You know, and th- that that's the thing that I, I forgot that that these shows came out as weekly miniseries at first. Like like we did not get an ongoing. Uh, animated series until after, like I think that like the first f- five episode mini like series came out, and the then it was like, it was like two or three years until the next one came out. Was it really? Yeah, it was a while, and then and and, and that was a five five episode like a Monday through Friday. Um. <laughs> miniseries because the first one was the mass device the second one was the weather dominator what was it what's that first device what was it i think it was called the the mass device it was the one where um i always thought the weather dominator was first but i don't remember now that's what i'm trying to no the weather weather dominator was definitely second the second series and that's when they started introducing new joes like Flint and Roadblock yeah. and and Mutt and Shipwreck, Spirit, yeah, um, Storm Shadow. Somehow Firefly. Spirit. Somehow Spirit and Storm Shadow had the vendetta. Yeah. Yes, they they were definitely matched. <laughs> they got matched up, and in fact, like in the second series, like you, like Duke and Snake Eyes got captured immediately, like in the first episode. Yeah. So you really didn't see like they took Snake Eyes off the board immediately. Um, yeah, and I heard a rumor that well, I mean I don't know if it's a rumor, but basically they were going to kill Duke off in the first uh, movie, like that first five episode, and then they uh, were like, "It's too that would be too hard for kids." So they pulled he back was, on that. But didn't he get killed off in the movie? Yeah, in the Cobra Law, I think, or in the movie movie. Yeah, the cinematic yeah. one. Yes, which I, I, I don't think I've ever seen actually. He, I think in the second movie they killed off a lot of the. They just wrote they wrote him off. They didn't, you know. I don't know, killing him off was really. They were just like he's not really in this movie. So. Uh, okay, so I I thought they actually like. They may have killed him off, but you know what I mean. Like they they did it more just because they're like we don't have. Yeah. The actor. So it was kind of a bummer. <laughs> hmm. Well, you know, it's the, the the show is. I mean, it's it's still fun, and it's it's something that's like, yeah, you know, you, you know, you, you definitely remember like when you you know you watch it as a kid and just getting a thrill out of seeing seeing like the characters that you had as toys and the like the vehicles and all the weapons and some of my favorite quotes are from that show. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I when Susie said the first G.I. Joe, I think of Duke and I'm like six foot two, eyes of blue. And Scarlet 
Scarlet says that, you know, when she's trying to describe him. Mm-hmm. Somebody. Or, and, I, I always remember when 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 he uh, he rolls around with Scarlet and she's like, "Hey, watch it!" And he says, "Didn't you read my Didn't you read my green sheet? I'm a man of action." <laughs> so great! I love the old cartoons because everybody was a wisecracker back then. You know, like everybody. Well, it's so funny to everybody hear. Everybody had a funny line. Not yeah, not only that, but like every Joe, their accent. They were either from like. Brooklyn from the four, <laughs> from the nineteen forties, or they were like from the deep south. <laughs> yeah. Like, like those were the two accents that every Joe had that wasn't like a like a main character, I guess. Um, one of one of my favorites was you may not have gotten to it yet, but it was the castle fight. They were in England or somewhere, and they were in a castle, mm-mm. and barbecue was in it. Okay. And and it was just one of my favorite scenes, but basically I think it was like Roadblock or somebody was like, We're in deep trouble and Barbecue hits this wall in the castle and it swings swings around <laughs> and then he's like, It just got deeper <laughs> <laughs> You know, and they like zoomed in on his eyes and everything, you know, and like he's like, What did he just see? You know. Yeah, like I, I remember stuff from that show, like nothing. Like I don't know, I don't know why yeah. it stuck. It's it, yeah. I mean, it is funny. I mean, and 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 so much of it is just you. You know, I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, oh my god, I wish I I wish there was someone here watching it with me that I could like just say just say something about it too because it's like it's it's insane. Some of the some of the stuff like just. Some of the th- <laughs> some of the action, some of the dialogue, some of the you know, um, yeah, it's just uh, there's a line, another another line, um, probably from the Weather Dominator where Destro says, I think to Scarlet, like, "You little fool, you'll kill us both," and I kind of use that in Kaiju Kitty, where <laughs> <laughs> where he's like, "No, you'll kill us all," you know, or something like that. But mm-hmm. and that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking of that scene. Like, <laughs> so basically, whatever I, I'm th- I think that I think when I write my car- my comics, I just am regurgitating things that I saw. Like half <laughs> the just... half the time, I'm like, I probably just heard this somewhere. You're just, <laughs> you're just using old GI Joe dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> you find out later. Well, and you know, I think Destro actually had like this big man crush on Cobra Commander because he's always like. Soon, my dear Cobra Commander. <laughs> yeah. He always he always calls him my dear. Yeah. Soon, my dear Cobra Commander. <laughs> oh, it, oh it, and also, um, you know the uh, the, the second mini mini series also introduced the totally insane Zartan. Yeah. Red Knox. No, not the sunlight. <laughs> yeah. He was afraid of sunlight some for some it, reason. What well, it, it 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 made his skin turn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because the toy did that. Yeah. Like it was like they had to make it do that. Yeah. Um, that's a great. You know what? On Netflix, watch the toys that made us. And, oh yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. You watch it, okay? Larry yeah, Hanna, yeah. who you already know this. I'm saying this more for the listeners, but. Larry Hama, who wrote the comic books, was the one who basically wrote all the 
profiles for all the Joes. Mm-hmm. Like for all of the toys, they would just they would just bring them into the office at Marvel and be like, identify these characters that are in the toy line. And he's like, okay. And they're like, have it by Monday. And he's like, okay. And he would just, just write everybody's characters. So, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah, it's but, uh, it's it. The the GI Joe's is I mean this anime series it's it's equally fun and it's it equally feels like a fever dream at the same time. <laughs> so, because it's just all it's it's all just completely batshit crazy. So, but I'm 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 along for the ride as long as they're the episodes you know and 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 these are the official episodes like these are from Hasbro so they're not so they're edited like there's no commercials. Oh wow! They they go they just go right in and out from commer- like the commercial breaks. Um, although I think I did hear that there are no that the I don't know when they started like the 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 PSAs at the end of the episodes. Oh yeah. I don't know like these. I, I think that for, I, I heard that these don't have the PSAs. Now I don't know if that means they were they were just not included or maybe they didn't happen yet. Like this early into the series. Like oh, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know when they started adding yeah, days to I the end, right. yeah. to the ends of the episode. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's, they're, they're fun to watch. I mean, they're like, you know, 20 minute drops of entertainment, you know, just, I, I, I'll throw, if, if I, if I get bored in the middle of the day working at home, I'll, I'll just I'll turn on YouTube and I'll be like, give me some Joe. <laughs> and I'll be like, yo, Joe. <laughs> and then someone will be like, Cobra. <laughs> and retreat. <laughs> they I'll tell you what, they those those bitches will yell Yo Joe and Cobra at the drop of a hat for like any reason. Like they're like, look guys, yo. look guys, the, the canteen serving cheeseburgers today. Yo Joe. <laughs> Like, okay. you know, yeah, they like they will use any excuse to like cheer <laughs> themselves on. So be just if you if you watch it, be you know be warned. That's so great. Yeah, it's like how did I man? I really like my memory is really bad. Like how did I not remember that they just all this crazy shit? So yeah, I mean, you just kind of get sucked up in it. Like I. What was it like like middle of last year i started watching like old school he-man mm. 85 oh. man and the cool thing is my kid was into it nice and i was like all right because we'd say i would say like oh you want to watch the new shira and she's like no nah, i don't want to watch new shira <laughs> like her and her mom like binge watched the first season of shira and it, it broke uh steph's heart knowing that Amelia didn't want to watch the second season with her. Aww. But then she's like, I want to watch He-Man. I'm like, okay, let's watch some He-Man. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching this stuff. and I'm... Oh, I think we oh. lost. Sean, we yeah. lost audio again. Oh, no. Did he pop the cord? I think he popped the cord. <laughs> Uh, How about now? Yeah, oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> what was that? 
You, you were getting all. It's this stupid. Button. You were getting all, all animated talking about Masters of the Universe, and then there was nothing. Well, I was just like, like, yeah, it's like this stupid mute button on this thing. I don't know why. Apparently, I my hand just keeps going over it and hitting it. <laughs> Anyways, and I'm watching. I'm like, man, there's some crazy ass shit going on. <laughs> what the hell? Mm-hmm. Although, I will say this. Being a parent and watch some of these kid shows, my wife and I, we totally made up this like folklore about uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> and like how this is like you're watching state TV <laughs> <laughs> because everything in that cartoon, it's everything Mickey, like everything Mouse. Oh, yeah. Your sidewalks have mouth. Everything's called like Mickey Square and stuff like oh. that. And <laughs> we... I think my wife and I were just like, yeah, I mean, Donald's really the only person that has been kind of like bringing it to people, like <laughs> just telling people like, yeah, why is it always got to be Mickey Mouse? So, so know, there's other stuff. Don- Donald's like the like a freedom fighter. <laughs> yeah. I think we actually said like, uh, was it Pluto was uh, lobotomized? That's why he's the dog. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then there's gonna be like this, this like, this like, uh, this revolution like, Viva la duck. <laughs> yeah. If there was gonna be a revolution in Mickey Mouse Land, it would be with Donald Duck at the at the forefront. Yeah. <laughs> to start toppling yeah. over statues of Mickey. You know, it it is funny that in in both major like in in both Disney and Looney Tunes. The biggest antagonists to like the main characters to Bugs Bunny or Mickey Mouse are both a duck. It's either Daffy Duck or Donald Duck. Is that because oh. like is that because in real life like ducks are like natural assholes? Yeah, because they're well, because they're quacks. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, but, but they're but they're but they're I, mean too. I mean, if it's a goose, well, I think then Donald it's really always bad. like that. Oh, I think Donald was always like that, mm-hmm. and I think Chuck Jones came up with a thing where. Because Daffy actually started out like a lot like Bugs, where he was like this wacky, funny, jump around character, and then he became like the super serious yeah. guy. Well, I, mean, yeah. well, I think he was like uh, like jealous of Bugs. So well, that's the thing. Kinda... Yeah, I think I think when Daffy was in his own like was on in a like in a, a like a show that was just him, he was normal. But if 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 Daffy and Bugs were ever together. Daffy's always like, "Well, screw you, Bugs. Like, why are you so great?" And then he would, you know, yeah. it, then he would like become like real antagonistic. <laughs> and I, I always feel like da- uh, Donald was the same way. Like, he was like, "Why does Mickey get all the good stuff? Why doesn't Why doesn't Donald get anything?" You know. See, this is what you're talking about here. Is like the this is going to be the live action version. And just like Scrappy Doo was the bad guy in the <laughs> Scooby Doo movie, that they were like, "What? It's Scrappy!" And he's like, "That's right, it's my turn," you know. <laughs> and you know, it's going to be you know Donald or Daffy, you know. But, well, they duked it out, and uh, was it Roger Rabbit? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. It was that piano scene. They're one upping each other, and all of a sudden, like. Guns are coming out. <laughs> they blow holes right into each other's piano. I forgot about I think that. Well, one of the guys, 
Yeah, one of the guys was like, "Yeah, they do this every night." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, that's right, because because they had didn't they have like they had like dueling pianos, dueling piano." Yeah. Wow. Uh, We've really gone down a rabbit hole on this one, or a duck hole, I guess. I don't know. Or, I don't think there's I, I don't think there's such a thing as a duck hole, but I'll take it. Oh yeah, yeah. What's everybody been reading? Anything? I got, um, I got some things. I got, what was it, last night I read something in um, Fantastic Four, Grim Noir. Um, I wasn't sure about it at first, to tell you the truth. And then I've been, see, I haven't really watched too many stuff lately. Mm-hmm. Like, uh. I have watched some nostalgia. Like I've been like in this Hanna Barbera. I gotta watch old school Hanna Barbera cartoons if I'm gonna watch anything. And my wife apparently jumped on this uh, Jeopardy wagon. <laughs> like she's just been watching Jeopardy on Netflix. Oh wow! Yeah. Jeff- like and but the funny thing is she's like wicked smart when it comes to this trivia, and she's like answering all these questions nice. like as they come. Like even sometimes before I like. It helps because I'll just be drawn anyway, but I'll be listening in the background. Yeah. But, uh, um, so I was like on, oh, the, uh, Hanna Barbera stuff. So I was like watching Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. And, uh, I think we watched, uh, Funky Flashman. Well, I did because my kid got into Mystery Inc. Incorporated, that, the newest one. Mm hmm. Uh, that was actually really good. Like, I actually really enjoyed it from a show. Uh, but she says she couldn't watch it no more because it was getting too scary. Oh. But there was, like, an episode where they had Funky Flash, or not Funky Flashman, uh, Funky Phantom. And uh, so I was like, oh, you know, I don't remember this cartoon. I'll watch it. And it was all right. It was pretty good. Cool. But um, anyways, I was on YouTube, and I someone on YouTube was recommending it or describing it. I was like, before they described the whole plot, I was like, all right, I'm kind of hooked now. So I'll walk, read it. It's pretty good. It's kind of what you expect. It's, you know, Ben Grimm in a film noir type of thing. Like it's new. Uh, it involves one of um, Dr. Strange's bad guys. I can't remember his name, like Despero, not Despero. Um. Oh, I don't remember it, but it's by um, uh, Ron Garney and Jerry Dugan. Um, I think, I don't know who did what, but (laughs) they're there. It was good. Basically, it was really good. It was about like this woman goes missing right across the street from their house. Uh, The Fantastic Four, if no one hasn't caught up in the last two years, they came back to Earth. And they basically lost the Baxter building, but they're like, you know what? That's cool. We kind of wanted to live somewhere not so fancy, like a skyscraper. So um, we're going to move on Yancey Street, which I was kind of iffy about because I'm like, really? You guys are going to go to Yancey Street? But whatever. Um, So they got like a big old building and they share it with Elisa. And, like, the whole family's there. Hmm. Some sort of pocket dimensional thing. That's how they can have, like, a whole bunch of shit together. (laughs) And uh, 
so Ben is having like these bad nightmares and you know the woman across the street was like the singer and then all of a sudden she goes missing and the police are looking into it and Ben Grimm you know is looking across the street and he's like you know what I'm gonna look look into this and he asked the detectives and they're like oh I don't know we'll see but then it turns out to be like this guy so it was good right. generally good sorry for the poor description <laughs> but what really turned me on was like the art for it because i am a big fan of ben Grimm, and when i see really good ben Grimm art you know i gotta read it at least so cool. it was good it's kind of kind of a coincidence i um and I forget who who mentioned it. It might have been Link of a few weeks ago. Uh, he mentioned Spider-Man Noir, the the first series that came out um, in I think the like 2009. And I found it on on Hoopla, and I read it, and I thought it was okay. Um, I, I think I expected to like it a lot more than I did. Um, well, let me, let me put it this way. I, I think I, I liked a lot of the story elements. I wasn't crazy about the art. I don't recall off the top of my head who did the art, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I had never read it before, and um, I, I know that the, that character, that Spider-Man, like like the noir character, has gotten a lot of you know, like a lot of play because he was in like into the spider verse. And mm-hmm. I think they've done like more series with him. So I thought I would check out the, the original, um, four issue mini series. And yeah, like I said, it was, um, it was okay. I don't know. I had, I have to admit, like I saw some of those, uh, books come out. Cause it was like Marvel doing that for like one month where all the books were something, something noir. And I kind of like shrugged my shoulders at it. I was a little interested, but it was kind of like, why? Like, no one really wants to have, like, I don't think they did Avengers Noir, but no. like Spider-Man Noir, I was like, I don't know about that. I was actually interested more like in Luke Cage Noir, or I don't know if they did Punisher. Like, those characters, I kind of feel are kind of fit for that type of story. Yeah. I, or genre, but... I. Yeah. You're right. I, th- I think they, they did focus more on individual characters they definitely did luke cage and punisher there may have been a wolverine noir you guys are saying noir but does it also take place in that 1920s kind of yes it also yeah yeah, it does take place it's basically for all intents and purposes it's it's a um I know Elseworlds is DC, but it's 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 that basically. It's it's a reimagining of these characters in this like, like in the twenties you know, or yeah, like yeah, somewhere like between the twenties and the forties type of era. Oh yeah, yeah. That like that hard boiled like black and white mystery type of um, scenario. Yeah, so like narration and stuff. Yeah. Because I would love to see the Punisher mixed up in the Prohibition era. If, if that hasn't happened, is, is that a thing? Uh, that probably. Awesome. It could be. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think when I saw Spider-Man Noir, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Spider-Man doesn't really fit for me as a Noir type of character. Yeah. Like, maybe parts of him, maybe, but I don't know. Like, Frank Castle was yeah. dropping like, yeah. in 1935 in the well, in the. I think I, I think they were using like the term noir in a broad sense. Like I think they, the idea was, you know, f- maybe for some of these characters they would turn into like true like the kind of characters you would see like in a noir film. Some of them might turn into like pulp hero, like like a pulp character. Like Spider Man Noir definitely turns out to be more like the shadow than anything yeah. else like you know with the with the trench coat and the and the, you know he's got like guns and but but he still manages like i i think one thing i it was weird was I, I you know he he manages to get powers but he also carries guns so i feel like it should be one or the other he should either be like you know like a pulp hero Maybe he just carries guns and calls himself Spider-Man, and you know, and not have any powers. I feel like that would be a little more interesting than than having guns and powers. Oh yeah. So, that but that was just one part. Like it, it, the the story overall, actually, it it really the like the actual <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the focus was more like on actually Ben Urich than. Spider-Man than Peter Parker. I mean, Peter was just like he he really didn't show up until halfway through like the like the second issue, I think, or um and he wasn't really even like a, a big focus of the series until until later on. So, um it was interesting. Like I said, I I I guess I I don't know what I expected, but um I guess I wanted to like it more than I did, but you know what? I was just thinking about Ben, Ben Yurick and I couldn't remember if he's dead in the regular Marvel universe. I thought he was killed off at some point. Actually, uh, funny enough, he's on the, the new podcast that Marvel released called Marvels based on the trade in the Marvels. Uh, the Marvels is like a alternate dimension thing, right? Like an alt. No, Marvels was um, like Kirk Busick and Alex Ross did that back in like '95, where it, essentially it gives you like the history oh, yeah. through the eyes of a photographer. That's right. And cool thing is, Method Man is Ben Urich. Huh. And I thought for a minute when I heard that, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I like Method Man. Like Method Man, I I still listen to Tech Hal to this day like i'll pop it in when i know my kid's not going to be in the car (laughs) you know and i'll still know all the words uh actually funny enough scott when you mentioned that you uh tend to regurgitate stuff (laughs) on your comic pages yeah i i often when i listen to the cow i see like oh wait a minute oh yeah i use that line too (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyways but he's a really good ben yurik i really like him I, I tell you the truth, I've I just listened to the recent episode. I mean, it's been out for like I think they released it like last year on Stitcher, but it was like a premium thing. Um, no ads. I mean, you can pay it and listen to it. 
but I just waited for it to come free. And I I really like it. It's kind of like it's not so much a perfect adaption of Marvel's the miniseries. Mm-hmm. It takes like a page out of it. Like this is definitely like chapter two in that series, mm-hmm. where uh, in chapter two of Marvel's basically focuses around like the silver age of marvel and the peak of that chapter was when galactus comes and it basically kind of goes more in depth on that like it's it's kind of crazy like i generally like it uh it even asked like a couple good questions like where was reed and all this and they go in more depth about you know jay jode and jameson's uh editorial about calling it a big old hoax instead of like in the actual comic they kind of just blew it off so i mean it's good and they talk about like uh like they had peter parker spider-man in there silver surfer uh they mentioned mutants i guess there was like a, a mutant protest like friends of mutants or something like that on a college campus and like a big old fire happens and it's good it's like it's it's not rooted in today. It's like rooted in the sixties. Hmm. So yeah, it's generally a, a pretty good audio series. I, I like, I think the only thing I don't like is their theme song. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds too much like the news. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I forgot. You know, when you, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just sounds like I'm waiting for them to be like, in today's story, blah, 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 <laughs> blah you know? But then you're actually getting into drama. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that, that that even that that was a thing. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. And they got I think seven episodes right now. Uh, it seems like it's going on a little bit more. Um, that's about it. Like I don't know how many it goes for. I think maybe ten episodes. They said maybe more. Um, they're half hour chunks. So mm-hmm. they're good. I, I like I said, I particularly enjoy it. I at first I felt like it was too slow. Uh and I was kinda like, okay, maybe I won't listen to this, but now the last couple of them it's pretty good. So it really definitely like makes you question Reed Richards a lot <laughs> in this one. Like he's not this milk toast character, he's kinda like I don't know, standoffish or like they questioned, like, well, why didn't you tell us we can, uh, you know, you know, did you actually do this? And he's like, okay, well, the last episode, uh, since I'm kind of floundering in my explanation, uh, they talked to Reed Richards, uh, Ben Urich and Phil Sheldon. Phil Sheldon's the photographer. Um, and, uh, they ask, you know, Reed Richards all this stuff, and he's kind of just, you know, wishy-washy, like, no, I, I didn't do it, but maybe, you know, I'm not here to explain anything to you guys, and, you know, temperatures rise on everybody, and eventually, you know, it, it just, it made me even question Reed Richards. I was like, hmm, maybe this was all kind of an inside job. <laughs> hmm. So... It's good. I, I would definitely suggest it. Okay. 
Duke, um, Duke, what do you got? So, uh, crazy, crazy backstory, but uh, we were out over the weekend. We were practicing safe distancing and wearing masks. And we went to Ollie's because I don't know if you know, but Ollie's is open. And it has been the whole time. Okay. So we were like, oh, let's go to Ollie's. I didn't know it was open. Let's just go into Ollie's. So go in, and I'm looking at the comic books and graphic novels. One thing leads to another. You know, <laughs> I bought a 10-pack of comics for $6. And it was, like, the best selection that I could ever grab. So I, so I started reading, it, reading them. So I'll just I'll just roll off some of these titles. Um, let's see if I can grab them all here. I'll roll I'll roll through these titles. So hold your applause. Um, okay. GI <laughs> Joe, uh, Scarlet Strike Force, uh, Clue from the, the movie, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Dimension. And then there was also uh, Batman and Ninja Turtles team up, Star Trek Discovery, First Strike from Transformers. I don't know, you can't even see Astro City, which you mentioned, and Justice League number one and Harley Quinn number one, which those were actually the least. I, I've, I've already read these before, mm-hmm. but I, I bought all the other ones because I'm like, wow, this is like. It's like all my childhood things, you know, for six dollars. Like I can buy all these for six bucks, and yeah. just and just read through them and just not. It's wow! It's weird reading this stuff without context, though, because <laughs> um, you know these are the majority of the books were IDW, and they mm-hmm. have these long um, crossover things that happen in their books, and one of the things. I'm reading G.I. Joe and um, Thundercracker from the Transformers is actually a part of the Joe team. And I was like, what? <laughs> but, but yeah, he's no longer a Decepticon and he helps the Joes on missions. You know, to somewhat to his own ends, but also he's like, I'm not a Decepticon anymore and I have nothing else to do. I was like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like, um, you know, Snake Man. There's Snake Man in the one issue. I'm like, what is G.I. Joe fighting in these books nowadays? Like, there was a, a monster god that climbed out of the earth and grabbed some of the Cobra guys. I was like, what? <laughs> um, uh, Ninja Turtles was basically, uh, in a way, it was like a one shot because with uh, dimensions, but they're on a either a different planet or a different space and time and uh they became professional wrestlers in this world and i was like what the hell (laughs) so what a a weird smattering of books and then clue i had to it was issue six um final issue of six issues and um i'll just tell you I'll, i'll spoil it because it gets real meta at the end but Basically, they find out who the killer is, and it's the guy. Like in the movie, there's um, what's his name uh, that welcomes everyone in, the butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Curry. 
Yeah, Tim Curry. So the character in this book is essentially him. He looks at, you know, they're not trying to do likenesses. Um, but basically he's revealed that, I think he's kind of revealed as the killer. But then he's like, you know, this is, this whole thing is ridiculous. And so he climbs out of the book and kills the creative team of the book. <laughs> and that's and that's how it ends. And then he turns to the audience on the last page and he's like, I said no witnesses and he basically kinda of like jumps at you. You know, like so when you're reading it, you're like, What? But it's funny because he kills off um like the editor first and then he kills off the letterer because he's like, What kind of spelling is that? You know, like in his word balloon, he kills off the letterist, then he kills off I think the artist, and then the last page is actually just the script of the writer, because there's no one to illustrate it. Wow. So, and then he kills him too, and then it comes back to the comic, and he's he's like, and now you're next, you know, the audience. I was like, what a bizarre book. Like the second half, the first half, I had no idea what was going on because I didn't know this was part of the main story of the six issues, but then the the back half was like pure entertainment and uh, meta craziness. So, um, yeah, so I've been, this is just some stuff that I've been reading. Like that's just one pile of things. Like, like I said, I kind of got tired of reading, you know, my back stock. So I was like, I'm going to buy a bag of comics and just read it because I was, I think I was just dying to read something that I haven't looked at before. And had been planning to read, uh, you know, it's that whole spontaneity thing. So, yeah. um, so I've been kind of digging through those. Um, and it's weird. It's like from 2017, I think. So it's like a weird slice out of history. And I'm like, IDW is doing some crazy stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so that. And then, uh, I don't know. Do you guys... You guys have other stuff you can come um, back around. Yeah, I was just gonna. I, I've got a. I can knock out, you know, the stuff I was reading just real quick because. Um, so I, I I told you guys before the show, and I I might have and I might have even mentioned it a second ago, but you know I've been using the the Hoopla app, which is basically you can borrow books and you know specifically comics from your, you know, from your library via the app all you need is a you know a, a current library card and it's super easy and the the selection of books is amazing so i read um i i never read the uh the flash in the 90s specifically like when mark way took over oh, and i've 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 heard so much good stuff about his run no, no pun intended um <laughs> But they, they've they've collected the Mark Wade um, issues into like you know collections. They've they've so there's um they said that, so I found the Flash by Mark Wade book one which is around 1990 and uh, and I borrowed it and I read it and I would say I probably only. It, I mean, if you're if you're completist and, and you have to start from the first collection, then go for it. But I would, after reading this, I probably would have started from the second collection because this was 
I feel like this was a hard collection to start someone off with because, again, I think this only works if you're like a purist, like either you're like, I got to read every issue of The Flash or I want to I want to read every Flash story that Mark Wade wrote because because this collection, it starts with like a Flash anniversary um like anthology that has like stories from every, it's got a story for, for every flash. And then, then it goes into an Armageddon 2001 flash annual. If you guys remember that Armageddon 2001 mm-hmm. with, with a oh, wave, yeah. uh, wave rider um, that I, that I just, I just skimmed that. I was like, there's no way I'm going to read an Armageddon 2001 annual. <laughs> And then, and then it went into uh, a four-issue story that was like actual Flash issues. It was called uh, they called it like Flash Year One, and it was like a four-issue story about um, Wally West going to spend the summer with his aunt Iris in Central City, um, meeting Barry Allen. Uh, getting doused with chemicals, getting the powers of the flash, et cetera, et cetera. Like that story was the only actual story in the run of issues. Because then after that, there was an eclipso. There was another flash annual that, that was, um, remember there was like an eclipso event. I don't know if you remember like where all the heroes got like, yeah, like eclipsoed basically. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much garbage. The only thing that was mildly interesting was it was, uh, er, there, um, most of the art was, um, done by, uh, Travis Charest. So it was like really, oh, wow. er, really early Travis Charest art. Wow. And it was like good ish. Like it was kind of like, it, basically it was when he was kind of like a, like more of like a Jim Lee clone. Um, but it was still like not good. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was, so I, I feel like, like this collection was not a good representation of, of Mark Wade's, uh, work on the flash because it was so chopped up into, it was chopped up into like an anniversary issue, like a standalone anniversary issue and two annuals and, and then like a, like a four issue origin story. So it was kind of, all over the place. So I'm, I'm probably going to like still look for book two. I think that'll be a better, um, a better representation of Mark Wade's flash. Um, then I also read two Batman books. I read Batman last night on earth, which is a recent three issue story with, uh, I think that was like a black label book with Scott, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Yeah. And I read Batman universe. Um, I'll just say I, I loved Batman Universe. That was the Brian Michael Bendis story that took place in the uh, the 100 page or the uh, like the uh, Walmart yeah um, books that were coming out. That was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, Batman Last Night on Earth. I I don't know if I need to reread it or what, but it was like no, it it made it made no <laughs> sense to me. I thought it was no. terrible. I thought it Dude, was just. I- I actually think I I may or may not have reviewed it on the last episode. 
Okay. But yeah, I, I felt, was the same I felt like way. somebody did. Yeah, I felt like somebody I, talked about it recently. No, I, I was the same way. I'm like, like Scott Snyder has gone. He gets so wackadoo to to such a degree that it's. A, yeah, I remember now. I was talking about how they they make they make Batman's the concept of Batman is that he just has an answer for everything, and it's. And it's actually right. annoying to me at this point because, you know, like because of that that story and um, a couple other stories that have been recently written, and I'm like, this it's ridiculous, you know. Like I, right. I don't even enjoy it anymore because he's like, oh well, I knew you were gonna bomb the city at twelve oh one, and that's why I did this, you know, three months ago. It's yeah. Like, Nobody. Yeah. No, you know, stop. And they're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, well, I knew you knew that, you know, and I did this." And yeah. Like, so and, that's, like, and that's why I had Alfred do this, you know. And it's <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah, it's like he came up with cloning technology, so every, yeah. so there would be a like a Batman for every generation. Yeah. And like, first of all, the ego yeah. on this guy. Yeah. Like, maybe we don't want a Batman for every generation. Like you're and, kind of a jerk and, most and of the time. That's what it was: was old, old disgruntled Batman versus blank slate Batman, right? Yeah, that was basically the story. And disgruntled Batman's like, wow, you know, I, I, I've lived longer, so I have more ideas about how to beat beat you. And he's like, yes, but I, I don't think like you because I've never become old and jaded. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> they're just like, oh god, <laughs> you know, like everybody. Yeah, I. So, it became like that Spider-Man meme that they yeah. sees, like where they yeah. at each other, like you, you, <laughs> yeah. you. you know, it, it, it's just, it, it, the story made no sense whatsoever. And I felt like it was just excuse, like a, a like a vanity project for Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo to tell a post-apocalyptic DC it story. It literally was. They even, they more or less said that they said that they, they said this was their sign off from the Batman project. Like they basically wanted to have to go out with a bang. And that was, yeah, that was their project to end their run on their, you know, their era. It was garbage. Um, Yeah. And I was like, ah, yeah. Yeah. And then Joker. So his headless Joker and just wanted to be Robin the whole time. I was like, well, that was, yeah, that was, and that was the other thing. I think it was just, it was another excuse for, for you know, someone someone wanted to you know write the Joker's head in a jar as like comic relief. Like he was <laughs> he was basically like what was uh what, what did they do with Deadpool? They made him like Headpool. Headpool, yeah, yeah, it was the oh, same yeah. concept. Yeah, they just wanted to turn the Joker into Deadpool. Yeah, they had a zom- It was zombie Deadpool, and he lost his body. So, but the head kept living. So that. That was headpool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, this was not good. Um, uh, even, 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 even if I said the word, even as I said the words, maybe I should reread it. I'm thinking, no, nah, I should, I should nah. not read even, even for free. You know, nah. I, I, I read it like, for free and I'm like, even that's too much. That was part of my, that was actually part of the books that I was trying to, you know, like when I was saying like, um, you know, like books I'm quitting, books I need to finish last, you know, from last year that I never read. Yeah. And I, after that one, I was like done. You know, <laughs> wipe my hands, 
I'm out. You know, and honestly, the next Scott Snyder, I'm going to question myself before I purchase. I'm going to be like, do you really want to get involved in this? You know, when you're in six, seven issues later, are you still going to want to be here? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to set up myself. (laughs) Well, because I kept thinking like, oh shit, his, he's got a new project that's, that's going to come out eventually. And it's, it, it's uh, the follow up to metal and it's going to be death metal. Oh no. I'm and, done. Uh, yeah. I'm like, there's no way. Like, first of all, I didn't even finish metal. I, I think I, I got one or two issues in and I'm like, this is, this is I, terrible. I finished what, whatever had gone on last year. I actually got all those books done and I'm out. I'm, I'm like, I don't want to go back to any of, any mm-hmm. of those concepts. I'm done with it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I think he needs to take a break from from Batman or the or the DC universe for a while. He needs to work on something else. Let me ask you this: I I am trying to remember, but last fall or even this, you know, were they not rolling out a project where everybody was sick? Was there a project that was coming out where the DC heroes could not fight it, but basically everybody caught some disease? Is that wasn't like their version of was it deceased or something? No, it was a different book. It's I don't Are you think, think it ever came out. I'm trying to remember if I was seeing things. Or I think there was a there was a Marvel book. I thought that was called like Infected or something like. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It was a Mar the Marvel, and because they they advertised it, but I don't know if it ever came out. Like, if that's the one I'm thinking of, it definitely came out, but it was very like low profile. Okay. It was it was like really under the radar. Because I was like, did they pull it from the shelves or, you know, uh, like I, it just seemed like, uh, it, I think I never heard another thing about it. I, I think it just didn't get the, you know, there was just no word of mouth. There was no probably buzz about it because yeah, I think it just, it just got lost probably in all the other, just everything else. I, the, 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 that was, that was way before like Corona. So I don't think it would have had anything to do with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought. I, see, I don't even remember the advertising for it. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm. About it. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's the. At least that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the hung, one. Hunger virus. It was mm-hmm. December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. That's what they called it, anyway. The okay. Hunger virus. Oh, I don't know then. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to read it. I'm making notes. I'm like leaving tabs open on my uh, browser so I can read them after the show. <laughs> I'll read up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what the, what that's all about. Yeah. Um, oh, and I read a couple other things. I know that um, I believe Link and Kate reviewed um, Harleen. I, I read Har- the Harleen uh, three-issue graphic novel, and I thought that was awesome. Like, I thought... That's how you write a, a crazy story, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, by Stephen. Uh, I can never say his name. Well, because like, how do you spell? That's not how you spell Stephen. It's Stephen oh, it's Stephen. Stephen. So yeah, I I know who you're Stephen. talking about. So, yeah, I'll just hold it up. Basically, yeah, yeah, you know these books. So, but like, it's basically how. Um, you know, Harley Quinn became came to be. 
you know, it's her origin with that, you know, seductive Joker. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice, uh, nice reissue pace book and well done. So I'll just say that art was beautiful, of course. Yeah. Um, and a good story. I, you know, I haven't read much of his stuff and it seems like a lot of it does seem kind of like I, 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 that sun, I don't know, whatever that book was, the sun's oh, uh, sun, sunstone, sunstone, which was supposed to be some sort of weird romantic thing. Um, mm-hmm. I could not, I think I bought an issue. I bought one of those and I, I, I don't think I ever read it. I think I just like, um, just look at it for the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I read that and then I, um, I've been continuing my, um, star Wars reading, like catching up on old books and I'll just hold one of these up, but basically it's the age of rebellion era. Um, one shots and, um, the age of rebellion, of course, is the original star Wars trilogy era and i actually enjoyed the age of republic more than i did the age of rebellion in these books which is kind of weird but i I don't know if it's just the writing you know different writers and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but i felt that uh there was more to learn from the age of republic character you know like the characters there was more learned about each character and in these Age of Rebellion ones, it's almost like these are so well known of characters, it's hard to, you know, find another, you know, nugget, you know, to reveal. So um, they, they seem kind of kind of dry to me. Um, so read all those. And then I have not read this yet, but I'm going to show it to you. It's the, can you see that? Oh, yeah, five years. The t- Terry Moore's final issue of five years is issue 10. And this is the exclusive COVID-19 cover. Oh. Notice they're all wearing masks. Oh, well, yeah, they are. They sure are. You can only, per- you know, they're, closer. But they're not social. <laughs> That's correct. They're very close. Um, so he did this. Uh, this was on his website. You could only buy this, co- this cover from his website from Terry Moore himself. And uh, the problem is, is issue nine hasn't hit the shelves yet. And since I haven't pulled it, Pittsburgh Comics, I didn't want to buy an- another copy. So <laughs> I'm waiting to read this. I haven't read it yet. That's funny. Uh, but I bought it. I literally bought it for the cover, which was nice. Um, he only charged cover price, which I thought was very nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So if you're looking for a neat, you know, time sensitive uh, collectible. There you go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll that'll be a nice uh, nice little time capsule. Yeah, that's that's what that's pretty much what I figured. I'm like, I'll grab it for that. Um, you know, and I always like to support Terry more. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> he's talented. <laughs> he's he's such a nice boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm working on Kaiju Kitty stuff. So, cool. That's what's keeping me sane. <laughs> All right. Well, 
I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Comic Book Pit. This has been Comic Book Pit episode 351. I'm Dan. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And we'll see you next time. Stay safe, stay healthy. Wash your hands. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.